Kaiju Network podcast where we have a healthy obsession with Kaiju. I am your co-host, Kenton. With me is your other co-host. Jason, how's it going, everyone? So here we are, back after Jason decided to ruin his butt while walking too much in Hawaii. Oh, it's it's not it's not really that. I have really no idea what the heck happened, but I don't know, it just had a weird feeling in my legs. Was it about a week or about a couple of weeks or so ago, and it just went all the way up to my tailbone and kind of the lower back area. But at least it's regressed. But now the pain's kind of in my buttocks area and then part of my calf <laughs> muscle there. So, so um, yeah, we are back. We were going to podcast last week until injury sideline, Jason. So. Um, just to kind of give everyone a little bit of a heads up before we go into housekeeping here, um, because the summer is going to be a little helter skelter on my end. So this particular podcast is only going to be one of like a couple uh, this summer. So we got this one and then we're going to do a commentary on July 1st, because by that point we're coming back from a trip. I'm not going to have enough time to really sit down and watch the next batch of common writer by that point. So we're going to make things easier and just do a commentary that we haven't done. And then after that, there will be no podcasts until about August 12th. Mm -hmm. And what Jason and I decided um, at that point, what we're going to do is we're going to start start at least for a little while doing weekly podcasts so um they may alter between saturdays and sundays uh after a short bit there but um and part of it too is i got kids that are involved in in weekend sports activities especially starting in the fall as well um so it'll be on those weekends we'll try to fit them in and what we're going to do is every week we're going to start covering uh, about three episodes of the two shows, Spectre Man and Common Writer. What we decided to do is instead of alternating every episode, we're going to stick with Spectre Man until it's done. Mm-hmm. And then once Spectre Man is completed, we're going to do Common Writer until it's done. So this is actually, I think, other than the year-end episode, um, I think we'll probably be doing this into the early parts of next year, honestly, because both Spectre Man's over 60 some odd episodes were just about a third of the way done with it as of this recording. Mm-hmm. And Common Writer's like 94, whatever it is. Yeah, because so, I think yeah, because I think we're up to 21 episodes on that show as yeah, well. Like we're yeah, we're not even like a quarter of the way through with yeah, because I think <laughs> when we initially talked about this uh, before starting on uh, discussing both of these uh, shows, I think you mentioned at one point that uh, it was going to take maybe two or, <laughs> or so years. So I was just thinking about this recently with the amount of episodes that both uh, Spectre Man and Common Rider have, particularly Common Rider in that regard, that it's going to take a long time to get through both of these shows. So I was just thinking about it recently. It's like we should maybe start doing a, re- a, a weekly podcast because we haven't done a weekly podcast since our early days. I would say around 2010 when we initially started uh, the podcast when we were uh, formerly Planet X Control Room at that uh, time. So. Um, I would 
to me, yeah, it can be a little bit too much, but at the same time, at least we can uh, power through all these week after week. Yeah, and, and I think, too, we may end up potentially increasing the number of episodes we cover a week, probably no more than five at the absolute max. Um, but, and I said this, you know, Jason and I were talking before we came on here, uh, and I had said this a couple months ago with regards to Spectre Man. I said, we're not that far in, and I'm already sick of this series. <laughs> and so that's the reason why we're doing Spectre Man first, um, is like I told Jason, I want to rip that Band-Aid off quickly. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing is, though, too, yeah, and we kind of knew this when we started doing this, that if we kept doing things the way we th that we have been throughout this entire year, yeah, it, we were going to be sticking with these two shows for probably multiple years and both Jason and I are kind of like that's not only a very long time I think we would get very very bored of this stuff after a while too because you're covering the same material virtually every episode minus the rare episode where maybe you take a break and do a commentary or you're doing the year-end episode where it's just mm -hmm. a smorgasbord of Kaiju and or, or at material. least maybe take a month long um, break for possibly doing something yeah, else. Yeah, and and you know, um, you know, I've made fun of Common Writer on this podcast, but Common Writer is is a stupid fun, <laughs> and I love Common Writer. Like it, it's one of those that it embraces what it is, and Spectre Man to a certain degree does too. But Spectre Man is more terrible, terrible, <laughs> and like I told Jason. Um, you know, both shows will break their own rules periodically, mm -hmm. but Spectre Man really goes into the deep end when it decides to break its own rules. Like, it's just putting up a middle finger saying, fuck you, and diving in and saying, this is what we're going to do and you're going to like it. It's just like, um, okay, like on some level I find that funny. I'm making fun of the show, mm -hmm. but at the same time, some of the stuff is like, okay, like there's one of those, it's so bad, it's good, or it's so bad, I can get a good laugh out of it. But some of it's so bad, I'm rolling my eyes and I'm going, get me off of this ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, um, let's do some housekeeping here. Yeah. So, as always, if you're watching us on YouTube, if you see a subscribe button down below, make sure to hit that subscribe button as well as uh, smash that like button as well and uh, leave any uh, comments down below if you uh, have any questions or comments or anything of the sort. And uh, you can also uh, find everything all in one place, Daikaiju uh, Network related, all in one place at uh, the link trees forward slash Daikaiju Network link that you see on the screen there. And as far as video platforms besides YouTube, we're on Twitch, Rumble, Facebook, and as well as Odyssey. And as well, we're on uh, audio versions uh, platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, as well as TuneIn. And you can find both video and audio versions of our episodes right on our own website at daikaijunetwork.com. All right, so this particular episode, we're going to cover episodes 19 through 21 of Spectre Man. And so uh, with episode 19, it is titled Blood Drinking Monster Bakula Appears. Mine is Monstrous Termite Part 1, Slaves of Bakula. 
<laughs> you gotta love Japanese titles. <laughs> it's like yeah, we can just shorten that down a little bit, you know. <laughs> well, this is this is the English <laughs> insert. Well, it's the translation, but see, like the Japanese still had to write it out in a similar well, fashion. Well, this one was made by whoever made the DVD, or I think it was Eighth Man. <laughs> Whichever. (laughs) Anyways, um, when I first saw the title of this episode, I thought to myself, ooh, like vampires. I don't know how they're going to incorporate pollution into this, but I'm kind of like, ooh, kind of a a vampire thing. This could get interesting. Boy, you were wrong. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Um, this, This is one of the most oddball tokusatsu things I have ever seen. And I've seen a lot of oddball tokusatsu stuff. This thing is like banana nutters. I mean, this this is just something else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, basically what ends up happening is one of the guys in the um, organization that George works for is having um, hi I love you um, is gonna have a child so he and his wife want to move into a house and out of their apartment because they need more space mm-hmm. and George kind of finds this place but then it's kind of taken off the market because this young couple ends up kind of I, I don't know, it basically paying the down payment first to the real estate agent. I mean, yeah, the, the real kinda, estate agent basically comes off as a, as a greedy SOB. Yeah, some sort of rules um, where you have to have a down payment in order to get a house. Yeah, and I guess George didn't have the money on hand, as he shouldn't because it's not his place. Yeah. But um, <laughs> anyways um, – like weird hat. Well, and the episode actually starts off with a grandfather and a grandson like doing repairs to this house. They something weird happens and they're scared to death and then they disappear. Speaking yeah. speaking of this particular scene here, like for whatever reason, it just opens up with this grandson of the old man just like having this like having his arms up with this water bottle and just throwing it. And there's no reason to it whatsoever. It, whatever Kent mentioned about earlier with this episode, it really starts off with some really nonsensical shit. <laughs> yeah, and it's just and, – and they see something horrible inside the house. We don't see it um, during this particular scene, and – then once this young couple who beat George's colleague to the house, they start moving in. A weird thing ends up happening too. Like there's just kind of weird screen effects that go on and they kind of disappear themselves. The real estate agent thinks that overnight this young couple skipped out uh, on him and basically are not, you know, even though they're, name is signed to a lease or something like that uh they he thinks they skipped town and um and so uh you know he calls george back uh george's colleague i should say back saying look the house is available to you if you want so then he's excited he puts the down payment down his family well i should say he and his wife move in they have a celebration there and then i think shortly after george and all of his friends from the organization leave after this housewarming party 
the young couple that had disappeared right before they moved in show up. The guy has some weird like elephant monkey monkey ear ear things (laughs) and his wife is like a zombified looking girl and the most obnoxiously elongated LSD trip ensues where really not necessary like they start doing some weird hand gestures and voodoo stuff, whatever you want to call it. And it somehow messes with George's colleague and his wife. And it goes on way too long. Nothing too terribly exciting happens. And then long story short, they're put under like a spell or something like that. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is I guess the, the guy who is supposed to be Bakula I think it turns out he's not really a vampire. He's a termite, a giant well, termite. Actually, actually, I think they are separate. Uh, towards towards the end of the episode, now that I think about it, is that because uh, uh, I know I think it was in the next episode where they were going to be doing something. Uh, to some other people and that they were uh, separate uh, that guy of Bakula that they're yeah, just yeah because I thought he maybe got turned into it but it that's the thing it's it's confusing but this episode is so dull because very little actually happens and like I was saying this whole scene where this couple that moved in before George's friend did, they show up and they mess around with his friend and his wife and it goes on way too long. It's all semi slow motion. It's the weirdest thing. And I couldn't understand why they made the choice that they did for this. I thought they could have done something more exciting, maybe even slightly more violent. Um, either that or they could have quickly done a quick shot of them like messing around with their heads or whatever and then cut to a different scene with something else. And then George and his friends show up and like his buddy and his wife are already in that trance-like state maybe. I, I don't know. I mean there are several different ways they could have handled this and they didn't do any of those again it's Uh, just i would just say it's it's just on the writers here they probably didn't really have anything to go off it's sort of hard to describe other than to say very little happens and it goes on for far too long and the this whole termite deal bakula because it sounds like dracula i thought oh it's a vampire type thing I don't know, maybe Baku or something like that in Japanese maybe means termite. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far in my Japanese learning. But I thought maybe it was vampire something because it sounds like Dracula. Maybe not. Yeah, Um, and then then after this, you had Joji pretty much interfering and then rescuing uh, Arthur and his wife. And then you have Bakula basically growing and – uh, out of the house there and then Joji turned into Spectre Man and then battles him destroying that particular one however you had the uh, the, the main or the second Bakula 
uh, arising from the destroyed house soon after, and that's when the entire episode ends. So, yeah. Like just can't say there really wasn't much going on except for it's towards not. the end of the episode. And I want to say, I want to put the disappearing of the grandfather, grandson, and that first couple on the real estate agent because he knew something was up, didn't say anything, didn't do anything about it, didn't prevent George's friend from moving in. He's complicit. <laughs> and speaking of which, there was a scene in this episode where uh, a couple – came in during the time where yeah, too, the real yeah. estate and the other guy <laughs> thought the the uh, the couple that moved into this house skipped right. out of town you had another couple coming in and he said they said that there was a another house i think it was next door that had a sign up saying uh for rent or whatever it was, it was the same house but he, it's got the sign up again yeah he's realtor thought that there wasn't a sign he ran out and then there was a sign on there so then he said oh yeah just you can just go in and the other guy's like don't <laughs> but then they started to uh like a lot of shit was starting to happen shortly <laughs> after and then that's when the realtor and the other guy run off <laughs> this is that the, the the real estate agent being this greedy yet scared guy is actually kind of funny, and I don't know if it's I, I think of it as being unintentionally funny, but it's still funny nevertheless. And and I've asked this before when we've covered this series. We've had plots before that don't deal with pollution because the whole premise of this series is supposed to be Dr. Gore using pollution against humanity. What does this have to do with pollution? I mean this is another one of those where pollution – the only thing about pollution that is mentioned is when George and their female colleague – that are doing the house hunting to start the episode, they're going out, and she makes a, a comment about, man, like it's very far from Tokyo. He's got to drive a long ways to work, and then George responds, well, people are going outside the city to escape the pollution, yet it's still following them. Like That's the only mention of pollution in the mm -hmm. episode, and in fact, I don't think even pollution is mentioned or inferred even in, in this following episode. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of which, this is the the uh, the new G team member Margaret that he's with. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's, I, I, I can't. I, there's nothing more I can say. Yeah, and termites and stuff like there's not much as far as environmental. It's not exciting. Reasons. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, Doctor Gory, this is kind of your first fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but yeah, you you don't goof on this one <laughs> as far as not really I, being a pollution type of <laughs> creature. And I'm look, I, I like you said, you love Dr. Gory and stuff. It's like I love Dr. Gory too, but 
But I'm so sick of him virtually every episode saying, this is my greatest creation ever. And I'm like, dude, you fucked up so many times. Like, you need to shut that shit up. Like, <laughs> like every episode, like there's some new weird creature that he conjures up. This is my greatest creation ever. And now Spectre Man will not be able to beat me this time. <laughs> like, just, I'm just like, shut up, dude. Like, no, he will. Like, <laughs> you're just as idiotic as your... Yes, your stupid ass gorilla friend there. So, when it comes to the appearance of Balu- uh, uh, Bakula, I almost said Baluka. <laughs> Baluga. Um, I, w- I would say by far this is, I would have to say the appearance is one of the most cartoonish things I've ever seen. It uh, is because I don't think it's a suit, it's a marionette. Yeah, because I don't ever remember it being this cartoonish. <laughs> I mean, you could argue that the writing at points definitely has been cartoonish, but in terms of how a suit looks, Mm. not really. Yeah. You could still make fun of them like the mole and catfish thing we had here not too long ago, but. (laughs) Yeah. At least that was. (laughs) That was fun. (laughs) Yeah. I'd say that was better looking than this one. (laughs) Yeah. Let's just go into final thoughts and a rating on this piece of crap. Uh, I don't really have much of a thought on this one. It's just pretty bland. Not much going on except towards the end there. Maybe some interesting parts in the beginning with mysteriousness happening. But other than that, unnecessarily long scene with that uh, hypno voodooism type shit <laughs> happening with Arthur and his wife there. It's just yeah, probably one of the most blandest episodes I've seen by far. I give this one a D minus. You even gave it like a just a hair of a passing grade. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for shame. <laughs> <laughs> you you know what I'm about to give it then. So here's my final Obviously. thought and rating. <laughs> This is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen, and I gave it an F. (laughs) That's going to be the shortest final thought you're ever going to get from me on anything we have ever covered. After after 13 years we've been doing this podcast, that's probably your shortest one ever. (laughs) Well, you know. I had a good run. And, I had a good and, run. <laughs> and that's and that's saying something. Like if it's something that bad, you know it's gonna be the shortest thing ever. <laughs> I got a little bit more on this storyline to expand upon when we cover the next episode here in two seconds, but I'm saving it for that. <laughs> so uh, episode twenty titled Find Bakula's Nest. Mine is Monstrous Termite Part Two, Bakula's Nest. Shit. What's up with these fucking titles? <laughs> Just <laughs> Take it away, Jason. Like let's let's wrap up this particular storyline. <laughs> well, you start uh the episode starts off with uh people running away from Bakula's uh terror. And he grows and starts uh, making <laughs> havoc in the town there. Then you had Joji and the G team take Arthur and his wife uh, to the hospital with them kind of being mindless zombies in a way. And uh, 
and all that. And then another strange thing where uh, Joji uh, heads home and then he has to like recharge in a way. Like he opens up this cabinet, <laughs> turns on this whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> and then just sort of sleeps. But then I think he was supposed to sleep for a certain amount of time, but then he oversleeps. And Doesn't he put his legs in it too, and like only his legs. Well, I think he just crosses his legs in front of this cabinet here. Makes no sense. And then while he was recharging, he had the military coming in, confronting, battling uh, Bakula, but you don't really see much after that. And then once Joji is fully recharged, he turns into Spectre Man, flies off to find uh, Bakula here. And then after a while, he believes the nest is located in Mount Fuji. And after that, you had Dr. Gori instructing uh, Karas to nourish uh, Bakula's eggs with human blood <laughs> after building the nest within Mount Fuji. And then this is where Karas takes Arthur, uh, his wife, and the other couple to Mount Fuji uh, to, like, to be kind of sacrificial uh, people to take their blood and to nourish these eggs in that regard. So Arthur starts after a while, Arthur starts to come to his senses and trying to break from the, uh, the hypnosis that he's under. And then, uh, uh, Joji comes in, spots the eggs of Mount Fuji and rescues Arthur and his wife and then, I don't know, this is probably the weirdest sizing aspect <laughs> in, like, any of the tokusatsu shows. You had Spectre Man grabbing a couple of oil tankers, like, actual, like, tanks in an oil refinery, like, with his hands. They should be, like, probably larger than him. <laughs> Throws them down in Mount Fuji... I tell you, he was probably twice the size of Mount Fuji in this freaking we had episode. aspect ratio issues with Yongari, the 67 film. This, this is... puts that <laughs> bad as far as what is... Light years, light years ahead. <laughs> light years ahead. And destroys the eggs. You have Bakula arriving uh, and attacking Spectre-Man. And when it comes to this episode, I sort of had issues with this. For whatever reason, my DVD uh, player just froze up <laughs> in this regard. I have no Your idea. DVD player why. had enough of that shit. <laughs> yeah. But I, I exited out and then sort of uh, went back a couple minutes before the end of the episode where uh, Spectre Man destroys Bakula. And Arthur and his wife turned back to normal and had, you know, the child born, obvious, uh, apparently. And then that was the end of the episode. <laughs> I've lost a lot of respect for Gory during this batch of episodes. I mean, we knew Karis was really stupid. And I'm looking at Gory now and I'm like, really? 
I mean, Thunder Gay, the giant <laughs> whale, was really ridiculous, but it, it was amazingly ridiculous. Like, that thing was... It was one of those where it embraced its own stupidity, and it knew that we knew it, and it had fun with it. This is not Thunder Gay. <laughs> this is thunder stupid <laughs> this is thunderously stupid i'm just gonna look i've got nothing really to say and so i'm just gonna go into my final thoughts and rating so my final thought here we go from one of the shortest to maybe one of the longer ones i have for a for a tv show that we're covering <laughs> oh i'm what just gonna mute myself <laughs> <laughs> what started as a storyline about real estate turned into something about termites that was one of the dumbest things ever. It has nothing to do with Gory's plot of using pollution as a weapon, but more importantly, this simply wasn't fun. Shit didn't make sense, and the whole idea of this vomit-inducing stupidity is beyond awful. Perhaps my patience for this show to turn into something more palatable has waned. And I'll admit, as I've done before, I am done with this series. Sure, it's had its laughs intentionally or not, but this whole mess has been erratic and bad most of the time. As I sat watching this particular episode, I wondered if I enjoyed the show more than Ultra 7. While a really tough question to answer, I decided Ultra 7 was more watchable. Yes, it wasn't good in its own right but it was more consistent in the writing more in line with what it had established from the beginning. But choosing between the two shows is like choosing whether you want a Triceratops to gore you to death or to have a Velociraptor eat you alive. There's no real winning regardless of which one you choose. And I gave it an F. Yeah, so I'll probably just do my shortest thing. Terrible F. <laughs> <laughs> you you need a sound uh, you need a sound bar and you need to have Charles Barkley and just say terrible terrible, <laughs> <That's> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> all right this is going to be a short podcast <laughs> moving along fine by me <laughs> episode 21 mysterious alien Zuno versus uh, Gilligan mine is the Zuno man part one by snatcher <laughs> <laughs> Jason right. doesn't belong in this one. <laughs> well, you you do. You're here, right? So talking about the other one. <laughs> uh, you're the same thing. So fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take it away, story man. Uh, I'll let you do this one. <laughs> Uh, an alien named Zuno comes down. Uh, he takes the form of people and yeah, takes the form of, <laughs> he fights Karas and the fight is so hysterical. I'm actually going to give this episode a pretty passing grade when all is said and done. And then it's a to be continued where uh, Gilligan is a monster that is concocted by Karas and then Gory comes along and then it has a weird Japanese preparation dance that it does before fighting or is it after Spectre Man? One of the two. Before. <laughs> yeah. It's been a week since I've seen this episode. So, um, and then yeah, this one, this one uh, was a bit more watchable but again, I'm not holding my uh, my expectations up too high. At least with this one, you had Zuno Man, who was disguised as uh, uh, one of the residents that was talking to Joji, and 
uh, the GT member earlier, he overpowered Karas in this one. Yeah. Uh, you know, pretty handily and paralyzed Karas. Uh, and I think towards the end there... It's not hard to do. When he killed off the body that he was using, I think he was about to take over Karas's body, but we don't yeah. get to see that. We'll, pro- we'll probably see it in uh, the next episode. But at least... With this episode, out of all three of them, this one's the best one. <laughs> I would even argue this is one of the better ones of the series so far. Mm-hmm. And I remember when we covered Ultra 7, it seemed like about every five or six episodes, we ran into something where you and I both said, hey, that was actually pretty good. Maybe the series will turn a corner. And no, it never did. And so that's why I'm a little excited about this the part two of this storyline because I'm like oh not only will it maybe continue with the next one maybe it'll continue in the episodes after that I'm like (laughs) remember what you're watching (laughs) however the one gripe that I have with this one is at the beginning when uh, Zuna Man crashes on Earth and says that he you know says it kind of in a fourth wall here that he needed help and everything and then wondering if uh, the species on this planet is hostile or not. But then he goes off snatching uh, or taking over the bodies of these people and then killing them and everything. And it's like you're kind, you're sort of you're questioning if they were uh, helpful or hostile towards. Uh, anyone that's entering uh, the planet and then that you needed help, you think that you're, you know, maybe some kind of group alien (laughs) in that regard, but you just decided on your own without even, not even hesitating, just start killing them. And you wonder why these people are being hostile towards you. Yeah, well... Hello. And I, it's just um, – it's one of those things that um, it, it really it, – it's Spectre Man being Spectre Man again. I mean like we've been saying before, um, I, I just – again, it's really goofy, but I do enjoy this. I mean he's more or less an alien that crash-landed here. He needs a ship, which is why he eventually wants to – take over Karis's body because Karis says something to the effect of like my master and I were like blah 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 and so he realizes oh you got a master which means you got a ship so I'm going to take over your sh- your body then your ship and go home um, so it, it's got an interesting storyline and you talk about it taking over Karis and it's like that's not really hard to do because when you've looked at Karis over 20 was this 21 episodes now you mm-hmm. realize other than having the ability to super Mario people's heads into their <laughs> bodies, uh, this guy is really a pushover. And it's not very hard to, you know, overpower him. Mm-hmm. And so Mumbles the Monkey, you know, is easily wiped out here by Zuno in a human body. But I do like this aspect. Um, of this story because every time Zuno takes over a person, uh, it somehow uh, ends up killing that individual that he inhabits. And I like 
even though Zuno more or less is kind of a blob like uh, individual with one eye, or a I kind of like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's something something about this design is has always sort of intrigued me. Like I'm not in love with it, but I, I like it enough to where I go with it. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I would love to see. It's kind of that I usual. Think- des- it's kind of that usual design that we see in a Tokusatsu episode. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's ever going to happen, but I would love to see like maybe a, a, a storyline that takes place over a handful of episodes where maybe the Zuno people like, come and try to invade Earth as well. And you got a three-way going on between like Gori and Karas versus the Zuno people and Spectrum Man as well. Um, I think something like that could be interesting. And, and I think you could do it in a way too to where they aren't spending a huge ton of money doing it as well. Because we all know as you watch this series, there's not a lot of money in it to mm-hmm. begin with. But I think it's doable if they choose to do so but i don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about this because i'm not expecting it to happen yeah but um i i think this would be cool because zuno having like i said having this three-way coming having this extra monster uh shut up Uh, (laughs) extra monster that is not created by gory come in who is dangerous in his own right and is sort of a threat to him as well i like that sort of thing i have always enjoyed it like the 2002 he-man series when you had king hiss coming and then right at the tail end hordak coming in as well when you have villains kind of competing with other villains along with the hero there's something really fun that is to be had there and Mm -hmm. i've always enjoyed those storylines because it creates more drama there's more action um it raises the stakes naturally as well. And I really not only am looking forward to the second part of this, but I, I would just in general like to see something similar to that within the series. Well, let's just uh, hope and pray to God that it does not uh, end terribly <laughs> for part two. It's Spectre, man. I mean, again, like I said, <laughs> expectations I, are the, low at this point. I am one of those people that is hope you know hopelessly optimistic with some things and very naive to some degree as well with certain things but i have to keep reminding myself with something like this where it's like oh my gosh this is good like i'm hoping the next one is really good and maybe finally the series will get really good and it's like no nah, wait a minute dude just like I said earlier, remember what it is you're watching and take a look at the mm-hmm. track record so far. Because, yeah. yeah, maybe the next one's good, but I guarantee you by that episode that follows, nope. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so we're going to have, like I said, we're going to have pretty much low expectations from this point on. <laughs> and the thing is, is that we're not going to know until about mid-August, because mm-hmm. that's the next time we're going to cover anything from this series. So we're going to have to wait almost two months <laughs> to see the conclusion of this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which might be a good thing, I guess, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the pressure bounce. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyways, if you don't have anything else... Uh, I don't know. 
I can probably do my final thoughts on this one, or if you want to do your final thoughts. Uh, yeah, I can go ahead. Go first. Okay. Uh, a better written episode that, however, doesn't deliver much on entertainment, but a fair amount of the anticipation. The battle between Gilligan and Spectre Man leaves a lot to be desired, as does the tangle between Zuno and Karas. With that said, the story is one of the better ones in the series so far, if not the best. There is this possibility of the first Kaiju uh, versus Kaiju battle in this series should the next episode follow through on that however given the show's lousy track record i'm more apt to believe such a thing may not happen the first two episodes of this batch were truly atrocious and this one redeemed the show a little bit but we all know after having gone through nearly a third of the series at this point that this is a blip in the radar a rare gem and a mound of shit nevertheless i'm hopeful this storyline will be one of the better ones when it's all said and done and i gave it a b minus hmm that's much <laughs> much better i told you it was better thought. uh yeah this this one at least uh out of the three batches of episodes that we've discussed so far today this one is by far the best one <laughs> out of the three episodes for our discussion uh today so and yeah this the story is pretty good although as I stated, the the glaring, um, obvious uh, gripe that I had from the beginning, as far as Zuno Man, you know, thinking that we think that he needs help in everything, not being hostile or thinking if they're hostile or not, needing help from humans and all that, but then he just, without hesitation, just starts killing them <laughs> without them doing anything to him in that regard so that just kind of uh make things uh, probably the worst part of the whole writing right there but other than that the design of zuno man is really good it's, i would say it's sort of up to par with a lot of the tokusatsu uh villains or henchmen uh during that uh time uh in the day and you had this Gilligan. It's kind of an odd-looking thing with with a, a sword on one end of his uh, uh, elbow there, and then he had a like a little drill bit on the other He's got elbow. Like a weird insect-like head. Yeah, like big eyes and all that, but not cartoonish compared to Bakula. It's pushing it though. Yeah, <laughs> but and then you had kind of that weird lawn dancing which was a bit uh unnecessary again just like two episodes ago but at least with the good writing uh some of the good uh designs of zuno man and gilligan uh here uh i would say those overpower that goofiness and sort of the bad part as far as the story in the uh, beginning stage of this episode. So um, pretty good so far. We're going to have to wait till about close to a couple months till what happens in uh, part two of this. I'm still going to have low expectations on this one with how uh, Spectre Man has been going so far. Um, really let me down quite a bit. <laughs> Not what I expected from what I remember many years ago. Uh but so far, uh, episode 21 is 
pretty good. So I give this one a C plus. All right. Well, with that, thank you so much for joining us on this short episode of Daikaiju Network Podcast. Again, uh, here in a couple of weeks, we're going to be doing a commentary, and that will be our last podcast for roughly a month and a half. And then we will be back to discuss and to continue for a while on more spec. Man, so <laughs> so get your get your gloshes and your shovels and your rain jackets ready because I expect us to be shoveling shit. And, <laughs> and so uh, with that, thank you so much for joining us, and hopefully um, you guys have a good summer because again, we're not going to be around a whole lot. So well, and before we sign off here, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube. Once again, if you see a subscribe button down below, make sure to subscribe to uh, Daikaiju Network and as well as smash that like button. And if you have any comments or questions, whichever, uh, you can uh, leave all your comments down below this video. And you can find everything Daikaiju Network all in one place at our Linktree URL right on your screen there, forward slash Daikaiju Network. Uh, and as far as YouTube being our video platforms, we're on Twitch, Rumble, Facebook, and as well as Odyssey. And we have audio ver uh, platforms where we have audio versions of our episodes uh, on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, as well as TuneIn. And you can find both video and audio episodes on our own website at com. So other than that... Thank you guys, and we will see you next time.